Of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God and our sanctification through Christ our Lord. What a joyful day! What a blessed day! Each year the church celebrates this feast. It's a sign of great hope that what God has accomplished for us in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is still relevant and it is still a reality in our midst, despite all that we experience in this world today. The church is strengthened again today by this feast. The church is renewed again by this feast. The church is reinvigorated again by this feast. Each year the church celebrates this, there's something new that happens. There's an underlying divine power that is unleashed upon the church that keeps the church in the momentum of God in the midst of the obscurities, in the midst of the challenges that the church faces. And when we talk about the church here, child of God, don't think we're talking about the church as a building. We're talking about the church as you. And so we're moving from generation to generation. No matter how dark it is, by the power of the Spirit, our faith shall not fail us. Amen. Our journey in God shall not fail us. Amen. What God has started, He will surely complete by His Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm touched by a few sentences on the Torah's reading. I don't know what touched you, but what God has so ministered to me today. The first reading is when He said, The noise which filled the entire house in which they were sitting. And something, say something. Something. Mm, that means it was a reality. Something appeared to them that seemed like what tongues of fire. There was a tangible manifestation to show that the Spirit of God has come. They just believed in faith, but there was something tangible. Tongues of fire. Fire is very symbolical. Fire is very symbolical. The emblem of God is fire, the consuming fire, the fire that consumes but doesn't consume its own. 
Moses experienced that fire in the burning bush. Elijah experienced that fire. If you go through scriptures, you see copious passages of scripture that did this God as a God who manifests by fire. That means that when you encounter that God, there is something about it that shakes. There is something about it that is different. And when you look at the properties of fire, it gives you an undertone of what we are talking about here. Fire consumes anything that comes its way. Nothing can withstand the heat of fire. It ravages. It dominates. Fire is the king, if you like. Fire is the ruler. Men will spend time and hours to build all kinds of things, but when fire comes in, within hours, within a few minutes, the whole thing is consumed. That's what fire does. Nothing stands on its way. It has capacity to dry up even water. Change is the state of water from liquid to gas. It melts metals. Any that thing that appears that, that is strong, that cannot be meddled with, fire will consume it and reduce its quality. And so, God is manifesting himself in that dimension to show us how he is the dominating God. He is the God of dominion. And when he lives with you in that dimension too, he is trying to show you that you are not a partaker in that reality. He's raising men and women who are indefatigable in the affairs of life. That's why when we connect to God, He brings us into Himself because Himself is a consuming fire. He begins to treat us with that fire. And when that fire has treated us, we become carriers of that fire. Praise the Lord. So there's something about that tongue. And that's why when they received Peter, who was just a fearful man, impetuous Peter, from nowhere, Peter took the stage. Peter began to speak. Men were busy analyzing what he was saying. They were listening to him and they were not getting tired. For nine hours, Peter preached. 3,000 men were screaming, What shall we do? This is our saying. We don't understand, but what shall we do? He said, Repent. That was not by Peter's you know, strength. It was by the fire of God that he has received. And the beautiful thing about it is that the fire came on top of their heads. They saw the fire. Each person saw, I will see your own, you will see my own. All of a sudden, from nowhere, the fire disappeared. Where did the fire go to? The fire entered into them. They became the carriers of divine flame. That is the vision of God for you. God wants to be a partaker of his reality. And that he has translated into the flame that he sends to us. And when we receive it, a lot of things happen. We are catapulted into a realm where God is the one walking in our midst, walking with us, and fulfilling the purpose why he sent us here. And so the church today receives a new dimension, a new impetus. This church you think that will collapse tomorrow. You are joking. It has traversed 2,000 days. Surround mountains, enter valleys, different ideologies, different philosophies of life. Kings of different nations have risen, experiencing the move of this fire. And none of them had yet to quench it. It's still moving. This same fire is still arresting men and women and shutting them down for Jesus. Do you know that you are just living under the influence of this fire? Why can't you just stay at home? You become restless. Something is just pricking you. Something just knocking at your door. Something just, you know, burning inside of you. If it needs little measure, it can move you the way it moves you. How much more when it finally enters your life and begins to walk in you in its fullness, which is the dream of the Father. And we pray that today, the beginning of the new dawn, where that spirit will have its special space, to operate in his fullness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
in the name of Jesus Christ. Second reading concludes with a word that blessed me so much. And it says that make one body, so it is in Christ, in the one spirit. Say one spirit. One spirit. Say we're all baptized, Jews as well as Greeks, slaves as well as citizens. And one spirit was given to us all to drink. When did you drink the spirit? Amen. When did you drink the spirit? When you professed Jesus, that was when this spirit was given to you. You drank this spirit. Oh, you don't know. There are those who they think it's only the other spirit they drink. We have other kinds of spirit that we drink. Shall we do it? You know, there's one important. Eh? It's also called what? This one is not the spirit in God. This is the spirit that comes from God Himself. It's, it's also a spirit that intoxicates you with what? With faith, with hunger for righteousness, with zeal for God. You just see yourself serving God with zeal. Even when things are not working well, you see yourself moving, you are intoxicated with His spirit. And that's the dream of God for you. So that spirit, we're all, we're all we drank from that spirit. And that spirit, listen to me, is a king of all spirits on this earth. Every other spirit are subsidiary to this spirit. The Holy Spirit is subsidiary to that spirit. Which kind of spirit is subsidiary to that spirit? That spirit of this world, they are all subsidiary to the spirit. So you do not drink from the small one. You drink from the king. Shall we do the amen? That's why you are above every other spirit that operates on earth here. Because you are walking and partnering with the spirit that is the king of all spirits. So today the church is proclaiming, hey, we are not moving by man's spirit or by the worldly spirit. We are moved by the spirit that is the king of all spirits. His name is the Holy Spirit. His name is the Holy Ghost. His name is the Paraclete. His name is the Divine Fire. Shout the Amen. Amen. When that spirit comes to your life, Jesus said to the disciples in John chapter 14, Verse 17. John chapter 14, verse 17. He said, The world cannot receive the spirit. Those who belong to the world cannot receive the spirit. So that's why it's not good for you to belong to the world. Because once you dwell and carry to the world, that spirit departs from you. But as you separate yourself and walk in the light of God's word, that spirit comes upon you. It tabernacles with you and begins to lead you. He said, When that spirit comes, which the world cannot receive, he said, that spirit will be with you, one. That spirit will be in you, two. There's a difference between being in you and being with you. When he's inside of you, he leaves you. When he's with you, he fights for you. He preserves you. So we have him both inside and where? Outside. We are clothed by this spirit. You need to brag about this spirit. Christians have lost the mystery of this spirit in their lives. And that's what they are vulnerable. You will not be vulnerable again in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our clothing is not this clothing we are showcasing and bragging about. The only clothing we have as Christians is the clothing of our spirit. You need to be conscious of that spirit as you go about the daily task. Because this world is wicked. This clothing cannot preserve you from danger. cannot preserve you from wickedness. But that spirit that clothes you, preserves you from all forms of negativity. May you begin to express in that dimension in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He said, when he comes, he will be your comforter. You will pass through the vices of life. 
Life will hit you so hard that the tendency as human to give up will come. At that point, at your point of breaking point, that spirit will come and say, No, don't give up. He will encourage you, He will comfort you, He will build you up. He is inside of you, encouraging you, talking to you through your conscience. He is outside you, trying to you know, strengthen your body, strengthen your hands and your legs, and say, Keep moving. So what a wonderful spirit. He will be your comforter. He is the only one who can comfort you in a time of distress in this world. No human being can give you genuine comfort. So he is the one who comforts us. May you enjoy the abundance of his comfort in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When that spirit comes, he will bring holiness to you. He will bring holiness to you. The Bible calls him the spirit of holiness. As the Lord is unveiling this to us, he will be imparting us with this place today, right now. Whether you are well of it or not, something will be happening to you. You can't live the same today. I pray for you, and I say, Oh God, this time has come for your people to begin to see the treasures of your spirit you have given to the church. And he has answered me, amen? Yeah. And so you will live here today with a touch that you will also affect your life that you will never remain the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He is the spirit of holiness of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. He says, And God declared him to be his son with power according to the spirit of holiness. God declared Jesus his son with power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection. In other words, what he's trying to say is that what went to the grave and ginger Jesus, if you like, activated Jesus, breaking Jesus for them to conquer the realms of death and conquer the spirit of death was by the spirit of holiness. And that spirit he has given to us, that's the spirit that separates us from the world. So it's called the spirit of holiness and the spirit of immortality. The spirit that conquered death and deterioration. God too has given it to you. You have him now. Shout it again. Amen. We have him. He lives with us. And so that spirit is the spirit that has conquered the grave. The grave has no authority over you. No grave should be calling your name. When they call your name, you know that you have a spirit that has conquered that grave. You don't need to pray against, oh God, every spirit of death. Oh, every... No, 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 no. That's for those who don't believe. But we who believe, when the grave calls us, we say, no, time has not come yet. Shout it with the man. By this spirit, not because you are too holy, but because you treasure what God has given to you. God has given it to you. He's a packing gift he has given to you on this pregnant journey because you know that death will come to torment you. May you get understanding and walk in this dimension in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He's also the spirit of fellowship and presence. The spirit of fellowship and presence. First Corinthians 1 verse 9 says, God who has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, is faithful. God has called us to be in fellowship with his son. How can we relate with Jesus who don't see? It's by the spirit of his presence, by the spirit of fellowship. And that spirit of presence and fellowship is through the Holy Spirit. I have never seen Jesus with my naked eyes. How on earth will I just give up and say, oh, I want to serve him? Not really to serve him. I gave up everything that life offers. And I'm saying I want to be a priest. What is so special about the priesthood? It's like moving to darkness. 
through Jesus before. I've never even I didn't see the cross where he was crucified. How am I to convince to take this life? It's by the spirit of his presence and fellowship. He convinced me, even without my seeing it. That's why I said, Blessed are those who have not seen or what? But believe. Look at you. You are dying for the church. Every time, church, 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 church. You are carrying the church on your head. Have you seen Christ before? No. But the spirit of his presence is in your heart. The spirit of his fellowship has impacted on you. Conviction beyond measure that you are even ready to die because you believe in something you have not seen before. That's why your strength is not physical. Your strength is spiritual. May you grow in your conviction in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It's also the spirit of love. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, that we have received the love of God into our hearts through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came and poured the love of God vividly into our hearts. We are carriers of the love of God. And he said, this love can never disappoint us. Meaning that God can never disappoint you and I. No matter the thing that life offers, God will not disappoint you. Amen. Yes. Not because of anything, but because of his spirit. He has committed his spirit to be with you. Henceforth, may you walk in the light of his dimension. That as you serve God, there shall be no disappointment. Even what appears as disappointment in your life is also a journey of what? Experiencing the manifold blessings of God's love in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes, this same spirit is called the spirit of liberty. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. He said, where the spirit of God is, there is what? Liberty. So when it comes to your life by this spirit, that spirit doesn't tolerate any form of bondage. Mental bondage, emotional bondage, bodily bondage, psychological bondage, bondage around your vicinity. You don't need to pray against the things trying to mess you up in life. Just open yourself up to the spirit of liberty. To take this rightful place in your life. Honor him, respect him, operate with him. You will see that bondages on their own will give up. Before you know it, they will fizzle out, they will dematerialize by the power of the presence of the spirit of liberty. Any place he comes into, he begins to search for things that are oppressive and he begins to do it on his own. Many years ago, when I caught this light, fear left me. I said, Why should I be praying against something? When now God has given something, I need to I possess it, everything will work well. I don't need to ask things to leave me. So if I have it, liberty is mine. Liberty is mine. That's God's gift for you. God doesn't want you to work in bondage. He doesn't want you to work in pain, work in depression, work in disappointments. Sometimes in you completely lose hope in life. No, that's bondage. Emotionally, you are traumatized. No, God doesn't want you to be traumatized emotionally. You are getting depressed. You look at your life. There's something that gives you joy. All you just see is negative things. No, that's bondage. Because it's the lie of the devil. Praise the Lord. All you see in your marriage is negativity. My husband, my husband, my husband. My wife, my wife, my wife. We don't have this, we don't have that. You just keep seeing negative things. That's the spirit of bondage. When you refuse to see the light of God in your life, that's the bondage in your life. Because you're not seeing clearly. The sort of bondage is narrowing down what you should be seeing. You should be seeing wider. 
But you're not seeing why you are seeing narrowly. And so the devil is trying to you know, lock you up. It's a spirit of bondage. But when this spirit comes, it opens your eyes. It opens the horizon. You can see beyond the trouble. You can see beyond the temptation. You can see beyond the thing that starts against you. On account of that, there's this strength you have and say, I know there's light behind the wall, behind the, 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 down the tunnel. I can see the light. On account of that, you press on. Many have given up in their Christian faith and given up their blessings because they allow the loudness of the voice of their troubles to overwhelm them and they give up. But when this fruit is with you, it shows you those things and then you have the capacity to stand. That's where the grace of fortitude enters your life to endure to the end. Know what I just said? Those who endure to the end shall what? Can gain their life. May that be a portion in the name of Jesus Christ. It's also the spirit of power. The spirit of power and the spirit of sound mind. The spirit of power and the spirit of sound mind. We are not left at the mercy of things. God said, I know you have strength in your body, you have power in your body, in your brain, you know. I put those powers there. But he's saying, he is not enough. He's not given to man to order his steps. God did not create you to be the one to order yourself, make your choices, decide what you want to do, do it the way you like. No. God's proposal, he will be with you and help navigate your steps, navigate your choice, navigate the things you do. And when that happens, you will have rest. You will have eternal peace. You have joy all the time. But when this spirit of power and sound mind is absent your life, you will just keep hustling. You will just keep doing things by force. You will spend your energy, spend your body, spend your, your life trying to push things. And before you know it, your life starts breaking up. You start having all kinds of things. They say stress. Because you're, not, you're stressing yourself without a spirit. But when the spirit is dead, you're not under stress. Because you know, I can't do it on my own. There's a spirit that does it for me. All I need to do is to just what? Give him the, the space to walk. Even Jesus, the Son of God himself, could not even walk without waiting for the what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. How on earth do you think you will succeed and achieve things as it pertains to God without the Spirit? Are you getting understanding here? Are you getting understanding? Because this is the reality. So you don't go breaking yourself. Then they're complaining, oh, I don't know my way my, my life is going, my head, my dad. It's because you're overstressing yourself. You want to do everything. It's not by mind, it's not by power, but by the Spirit. The day you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life, you will see a new gift, you know, this of life. You see a different thing. May you come to that realization. May that be your portion. As we celebrate this wisdom today, may the revelation of the Spirit turn upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When you will know that it's not by your power, but by the power of God. I can't change my family, but by the power of God. I cannot subdue this issue, but by the power of God. I cannot bless this soul that needs help, but by the power of God. When that becomes a language, you'll be shocked how things will be coming around you to enable you achieve the things that ordinarily a human person can achieve. My life is full with testimonies of this reality. I have lived in it for years. In my little journey as a priest, I have seen him walk in things that I never imagined. And I know that even in the future, I will still achieve so much because he shows me pictures of things that, that he can achieve through me if I can yield myself to him. I have learned that secret. 
I, mean, I cannot sell it to anybody because it's mine. I have received it and I'm walking that light. May you too come to that understanding in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Where you achieve your dreams, which is laced in your heart. Where things will be possible for you, it is by the spirit of his power. But you know what? That spirit of power cannot work unless it works on your mind. Because your mind is a brain box that runs the entire organigram of your life. They say what you are right now is what is your mind. You cannot change a man's life without changing his mind. It is what controls your mind that determines the result in your life. Your life is our play of what is really the substance that crystallizes in your mind right now. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so he is. You are just simply what your mind is telling you now. So if you allow your mind to be dirty, your life will be dirty. If you allow your mind to be full of defeat, your life will run out of what? Run what? Defeat in everything you do. That is why you must invest in your mind. How? Number one, you must submit your mind to the Holy Spirit. Some say distraction, distraction. It's because you're not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Let him be the Lord of your mind. Then you begin to guide you in the choice of things you make. Oh, I want to get this. Ask him first. Ask him. Should I take this? You may like it, but you may not like it for you. Yes. I know many times I want to do something. He said, Father, they say, yes, this is good, eh? But I don't want you to have it. I say, why? He said, is it consequential? Don't ask me. And the things I don't like, you say, take this one, it will be well for you. I say, this one, oh, look at this, look at this. Later, it will turn out that that thing I told, it will be best for me. How many times you say, oh, my man told me I should not take this one. And after taking it, he said, ah, oh, look at now. If I have known, I have listened to him. He was a holy spirit to help you out. But he didn't listen to him because he is a gentle spirit. He doesn't make noise. He speaks in the stillness of your heart. He can help you in so many things. In your business, in your career, in your marriage, in raising your children. He will whisper words of wisdom in your heart. Christians, may you receive grace for listening to the voice of the Spirit that is with us in the name of Jesus Christ. He speaks to the voice of the conscience. He will tell you, obey. He said, no, I cannot obey. You are rebellious towards him too. They will tell you, don't talk. Somebody has infiltrated you. You are angry. You are boiling. They say, shut up. No, I'm going to show him that I'm angry. And after showing him, what has happened? They are even more broken. That's the voice, the voice of sound mind. It's a voice of sound mind. Someone offends you, he say, forgive. He say, no, I've been forgiven. You have lists of how many times you are forgiven. He said, not even now, forgive now. You see, if I forgive, you'll be angry. If I forgive now, I will look stupid. I need to show him I'm angry because he will continue this. And when you do that, you close up the voice of that spirit. But you not close up that spirit again. Let him power your life and you see the outcome of it. He will take you to the heights. He will give you internal peace. You have liberty of mind, of soul, and of spirit. You, in the midst of the troubles of the world, you will have peace. There is this tranquility you will have by the Holy Ghost. So when the church is celebrating this, it's not just another religious uh, empty celebration. As a matter of fact, in the realm of the Spirit, there is something happening. And as many who came in, connect to this online business in the Spirit, God begin to download this name. Today, you will receive that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, is the spirit of truth. 
as against the spirit of falsehood. That spirit has come because we were birthed in the spirit of falsehood. We were birthed in the spirit of error. All of us are partakers of the spirit of error from birth. How did we get that? Through Adam, when he sinned, the entire system was corrupt. So all of us who were born into Adam, we became partakers of the error that exists in the world. So all of us became people who were deceived, if you like. So when this day comes, he's called the spirit of truth. When he comes, he'll be able to teach us the essence of life. And I would like to crystallize them in three things, just shortly. Number one, when that spirit comes, he fights the three arms of the spirit of error. And the three arms of the spirit of error is the spirit of fertility, the spirit of vanity, and the spirit of carnality. That's the three spirit that is ruling this world in darkness. That's the spirit that is running the X system, as you see it. These three organigram of satanic forces are what is running the economy of this world, running the politics of this world, as in our country where Satan is happening. Hey, look well, you will see the principality in charge of this at work. Yes. This is a spirit that is controlled the masses. The Bible calls the spirit at work in the what in the lives of those who are disobedient. Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 3 to 6. So the spirit of error or falsehood operates by utility, by vanity, by carnality. How does the spirit of futility lead to error? First, if what it does is that that spirit comes and calls you off from the reason why God sent you here. There is a reason why God created you and sent you here. It's for his own purpose, not for your own purpose. And so, as we are better here, we are supposed to connect to the one who has given us birth here and know the reason why we are here. It may be a very small thing. So that's the purpose of my life. That's the purpose of your life. So what the spirit of fortune does is he calls you off from there and tells you to make a choice of a life you want to live and pursue it. And so you see many people living their life on earth here, fulfilling their dreams, but it has no relevance to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's called the spirit of error. Open your eyes and watch well. The things we do today, how is it to his glory? Is it the one who sent you to do what you are doing now? How are you sure that your life all these years you have lived truly fulfilled the template of your existence as our faces are different and our templates are different? If you go to my file, my file is different. My journey on earth is different from yours. Every child has a destiny. The Bible says children are blessed from the Lord. They have come on a mission to accomplish a purpose. The spirit of fertility will make sure that you never arrive like that. And so you live on earth here, achieving your own dreams. Men, clap your hand for your own, what you call success. But in God, when you are weighed, you have not even crystallized any purpose in God. When the spirit of truth comes, he will begin to teach you what God has called you. The more you fellowship with him, the more you begin to understand why you are here and you begin to feel your destiny. Number two, the spirit of error manifests in the spirit of vanity. What is spirit of vanity? Thinking that success is an acquisition of material things. Jesus said, man's life does not depend 
on what? On the amount of things that are acquired. So we call men successful because they have plenty of money. They've acquired a lot of things in their life. And so they sit down like that rich man who had a bumper harvest, who said, oh, let me lie down and now enjoy my soul because I have made a bumper harvest. That night, the Bible said, God called him, you fool, your soul will be the manner of you. He was a victim of what? Vanity. Your life is not on the amount of things you acquire. Your life is on the amount of your relationship with God. The quality of your intercourse with God that crystallizes grace in your soul. You see Mary, when the angel came to her, what did she say? Hell Mary. Uh-huh. Full of grace. Because her work with God was essential. Even though physically she had not achieved anything. So the sort of vanity will make you feel that life success is material things and all the things that this world has to offer. But in the sight of God, nothing. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will begin to make you understand this. So I can begin to pursue the values in God. And then thirdly, the spirit of carnality. And that way through which the spirit of force will manifest is through the spirit of carnality. And what is the spirit of carnality? That life is all about pleasure. What I like, what I, how I feel, you know. This one, I like this one, I like this one. So you will pick things in your life. Not based on what God wants you to achieve, you know, but you choose them based on how you like it. Oh, I like this clothes, I want to buy it. Oh, I like this car, I want to buy it. Your life is being wrong by what you like. But what of God? What does he like? What does he like? So you see, people begin to live for pleasure. And not for value. Sometimes you go to buy a car or buy something. You see a car, very fanciful, modern car, has all the technology in it. You decide to choose another one. You see, this one, I like it, it has a lot of fancy in it, but this one is more durable. You see, you're not buying based on pleasure here, you are buying based on what? Durability. Likewise, too, in the choice of things you make in life, don't choose because you like those things. But find out how does this crystallize with the values of God? The spirit of error will push men into carnality. Enjoy. Pick what you like. Don't question. And if people they tell you this church I'm making is wrong, you say, No, baby, I have the right to choose my life. You are not right to choose my life. It's not given to you to order your steps. Jesus himself, he said, I have come to do the will of my father. He never did for himself, he did for the father. This is the cream of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And if you check the life of the apostles, all of them, they were able to break away from fragility. Peter was a fisherman. He found in destiny as the leader of the church. All of them. They broke away from vanity. They were no longer living as fishermen and all that. Even though they were still went fishing and all that. But now their life was, they were living in their relationship with God. They never lived great on pleasure anymore. Every day was. What is that that will please the Father? Their life was turned around from that perspective. And so as we celebrate the Holy Spirit today, the spirit of truth, he has come to make the evaluation. Because then he goes, Holy Spirit. Then the sheep comes. If you open yourself to him, he will break the chains of falsehood, the chains of vanity. The change that makes you feel that you are better than others because you have five cars. And I pride in you that I know myself. I know my stuff. It is this man that brings jealousy, unnecessary rancor, bitterness, envy, 
because of Mustafa, or now, or my house. I don't like it, I don't like it. And then I come about all kinds of things that are wrong. But when you deliver from vanity, all those things make sense to you. If you like, possess the whole world, it makes no sense for us because there's something greater than the whole world. Shall we do it again? Amen. That's the way we feel now. That spirit still wants to send in fire in the soul's earth. It must be. He is for us to strengthen us. They are scum, he said, dynamic spirit. Allow you to change your life. Why all the struggles are good? Why all the grammar are using that general? Don't allow you to live your simple life in such a way of this country. Read your ask for your heart, oh God. I need your spirit. Renew your spirit in me again. I know I've been seeing it before. Another time I lost it again. Renew yourself in me again. Let that power of fire be in me again. Make this is it right now, right now. In the real quiet ways. If all that you do not share was a great sense to you, and you see as a central thing, it's the same prayer in your heart. I made a huge difference. As the universal church is celebrating this day, the gates of heaven are open. The windows of heaven are open. I see angels ascending and descending. The Holy Spirit in operation is ongoing. God wants to be with you in this journey. He wants his purpose to be better in he wants your life to be full, not of material things, but of the values of heaven, the values of sacrifice, the values of forgiveness, the values of righteousness, the values of love, the values of forgiveness, the values of service, the values of faith. Holy Spirit, is the life is in us now. Come again. And renew the church. Renew the body of Christ. Break the yoke of vanity. Break the yoke of fertility. Break the yoke of carnality. Don't just one more time. On this special day, we need you. We are tired of ruling ourselves. We are tired of making our choices. We are tired of making our decisions on our own without. We are tired of being independent. We never created us to be independent of ourselves. We are tired of ruling ourselves, Holy Spirit. Our hearts are stretched towards you. Touch beyond measure, Holy Spirit. Give us, as you come, establish your power, establish your liberty, establish your love. Establish sound mind. Establish your truth in us. Establish your fellowship, your presence, your glory. Establish your spirit of holiness. Holiness, Holy Spirit. Establish, we pray, the grace and the spirit of immortality. The spirit that dominates decadence. The spirit that gives it all complete. Holy Spirit, you are the power of the church. Holy Spirit, you are the Lord 
and the giver of life. You are the Lord and the giver of life. True man. You are the Lord. Take over what belongs to you. Who are we to resist you? Who are we to undermine you? Who are we to question your precious? Our arrogance has led us astray. Our pride and indifference has crushed us. That is spirit of fullness. That is seat of faith. Renew our faith. That is spirit of light. Holy Spirit, why dispense in our life? We confess that we can't do without you. We don't want you to be again. The Lord and the giver of life. Holy Spirit, we are sorry for the many times we have kicked you out of our ways. We are sorry for the many times we have despised you. Thinking that we are strong enough. Thinking that we, are, we have what it is. We have made multiple mistakes in life. Many today are suffering. One to another because we make choices without the Holy Spirit. We make choices in our, in our destiny, we make choices in our marriage, we make choices in our career, we make choices with our money. I have lost so much that each time we remember them, we get hurt. We regret only because we refuse to listen to you. Have mercy. We don't want to sin against you because any sin against you cannot be forgiven. In our families, we have despised you. We took the laws in our hands. We refused our laws, allowing you to lead us to peace, to reconciliation, to a healthy family life. We have allowed our marriage to be battered because we refuse the instruments that will lead the marriage. Have mercy, Holy Spirit. We will raise our kids without your power. We expose them to heaven. We encourage them to. Past that were not of you. And now we see things that are straight in our families and our children. We are crying to you. We are sorry. Lay your hand upon us, Holy Spirit. Take charge on this day. Authoritatively have your way. We can't brag without we can't brag, you know, without you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Let your church again. Be the emblem of fire. Let your church be renewed in her strength. We resist every spirit of falsehood in our midst, every spirit of error, every spirit of pollution, every spirit of negativity. We resist the pollution of Satan among the Christian communities. We resist the spirit of pride, arrogance. The spirit of decadence, moral decadence, the spirit of impurity, the spirit of immorality, the spirit of hardness of heart will resist you today. Let the power of this spirit break every chain of darkness. Every spirit that resists that spirit, you know, that hinders our devotion will break your power. We come against the spirit of futility. We must still have people in God. Holy Spirit, reveal to us our purpose in God. May we not pursue the purpose of men, but your purpose in your destiny.
precious family. They would pursue values and no material things that die in their youth. Give us the grace to go for heavenly values. The Bible says, seeking the things of heaven and not the things of earth. Holy Spirit, break us, break away from us every spirit of addiction to pleasure, especially what the Bible calls the inordinate pleasure. The forbidden pleasures of life, the corrupt pleasures that eats to our souls and deceives us and gives us temporary pleasure, temporary happiness that dies over time. Free us from pursuing such pleasure. Give up the zeal of pursuing devotion. Reverence to God, happiness reduces. We resist every spirit of darkness, witchcraft spirits. Seducing spirits, spirits of season, spirits of division, spirits that hurt the souls of men. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that such spirits will lose their dreams for your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On this child of God, be renewed in your spirit by the power of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Build a sick among us, O Holy Spirit. The spirit of liberty. Let those who are sick here, seeking their bones, seeking their blood. All forms of sickness in their organs, sugar diabetes, all forms of high blood pressure. Any sickness tormenting anyone other than the sound of my voice, by the spirit of liberty, be set free now. Yeah. We are permitted to come the way we can, but we don't go back the same way. A touch of the Spirit surrounding you, from the top of your head down to the sole of your feet. We pray for our sick ones. As everyone connected to us who are sick, may they become beneficiaries. May they become beneficiaries. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may you receive the Spirit of open doors. Spirit of open doors. Blessing your career. On this day, your career is anointed. For a new push from God in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever is stuck against your career, every manipulation in your office, through witchcraft and all sorts of diabolical sacrifices, as you are on the sound of my voice, I break those chains in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The will reach itself in your career for success, for promotion. For progress in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, may your spirit abide in our children. Those who are here, those who are not here, whatever they are. I use their parents as a point of comfort, Father. May your spirit minister to them whatever they are. May they receive the spirit of obedience. Amen. And again, the spirit of disobedience in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace in our homes. Peace in our homes. I found peace in every home when the sound of my voice. May the peace of Christ dominate your family. May the peace of Christ dominate your family. May the peace of Christ dominate the family. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for faithfulness. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Appreciating. Appreciating. We welcome you, Lord, we welcome you.